Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good evening, everyone. This is a special broadcast of the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. We've been on the air uh, since December of 2007. We have over 300-plus Bible studies in in our archive. I'm sorry. Please take advantage of that. We have over 300 uh, Bible studies in our archive. You can listen to it while you're jogging or while you're doing something else. Uh, we make it convenient for you, and our teachings are free. And for those who care enough about to, to give to this work of God, feel free to uh, go to our website, mercifulserviceofgod.com, and click the yellow donate button. Or you can call our toll-free number if uh, you don't want to give online, uh, 1-800-941-8011. That's 1-800-941-8011. The line is not just to get instructions on how to uh, send money to us, but also if you have any needs or you need any uh, prayers for healing or any other issues uh, that we can help you with, feel free to call us by uh, dialing the number 1-800-941-8011. All right, so this is a extremely important Bible study. So I, I hope you pay attention to this, and you need to empty out everything you think you know about God <laughs> and listen to this Bible study. Uh, This Bible study is going to address a topic that I really haven't heard elaborated in detail. Uh, The topic is the spirit of error. The spirit of error. And I think only in one place in the entire Bible is that phrase used. And we're going to take a look at that scripture and other scriptures. Uh, This program is certainly going to be an hour, maybe more than an hour, but This is a very important program because the devil is really good at deception. Deception involves fraud. And most people just don't seem to understand how the devil has tricked us. And so this program is designed to help you to understand, to give you a foundation to understand how the devil has deceived the world and how you can get undeceived should you desire to not want to continue to live a lie. 
because most of the world is living a lot, ladies and gentlemen. And you may think I'm crazy for saying that. Well, I'm going to quote you a scripture. And if you continue to think I'm crazy, then you think God is crazy. Uh, Revelation 12, verse 9. Get your Bibles out. Whenever you listen to me, please get your Bibles out. My job and any other true minister's job is to preach the truth from the Bible. I'm not here to entertain you. Well, I hope you're entertained by the fact you are learning the truth. But my purpose is not to be a comedian and crack jokes and and make you laugh. Um, My responsibility is to teach you the truth. And if you don't like the truth, then obviously this is not for you at this time. So anyway, uh, Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. And to some people that may be smart, Alec can say, well, he thinks he only has the truth. Well, let me quote another scripture. There's got to be some people in the world that has the truth, ladies and gentlemen. If that's, if that's not the case, then God is a liar. And you know that God's not a liar. Ephesians 4 verse 11 states the following, and he gave some apostles, this is talking about gifts, not titles, and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Messiah. The reason why I say that it's talking about gifts, because in Ephesians 4 verse 8, it says so. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. And these are the gifts that he gave, the gift of apostleship, the gift of understanding prophecy and prophesying, the gift of evangelism, the gift of pastoring or being a shepherd over an assembly, and the gift of teaching. Uh, Verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. And it says in verse 12 of of Ephesians 4, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Messiah, the body of Messiah, the building up. And so God says that there will always be teachers who teach the truth. Now, there's not many of them because in Luke 10, verse 2, it says the the laborers are few. And it is. And Matthew 7, verse 14 plainly states that there's only the few that walk this way of life. So if that's the case, then it's going to be few of God's true ministers on the earth at this time. But you got to understand that there are some people like myself. It's not too many. But there are a few out there that is teaching the truth. Ephesians 4, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Messiah. Verse 13, till we all come into unity. And it is time, ladies and gentlemen, for the assembly, the true assembly of Yodhe to get ready. And so my whole focus now is to get the assembly ready to help and assist in getting the wife ready because we are not ready we are not ready for the tribulation coming ladies and gentlemen we're not ready for that we don't even know how to care about one another like we should we don't even and a lot of us are afraid of prophecy when the bible plainly reveals that it's a part of torah and in proverbs chapter 29 when i say torah for those who listen to me for the first time the english word law that is translated to law in the Old Testament, means Torah. It means the instructions, the way of God, his way of life. That's what it means. All right? And you have to understand that the majority of mankind aren't really upholding to that. They're not obeying him. And I'm going to try to explain that today. Why? It has something to do with the spirit of error, which certainly isn't God's spirit. It's the devil's spirit. All right, and so in, in Ephesians 4, verse 10, it says, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of Messiah, 
you know, the son of God, right? <laughs> the Messiah doesn't have a son. The son of God into a perfect man, into the measure and the stature of the fullness of Messiah. And this is what's going on in the Hebrew Roots movement and, and the other movements where people are keeping the commandments and the holy days. This is what's going on right now, but it's going to change. Verse 14, that we henceforth be no more children being tossed to and fro, tossed to and fro. There's a prophecy in Daniel 12, verse 4, that talks about uh, going to and fro. And this is what's going on right now. Uh, people get on the Internet. They listen to this teacher. They assume that because of PowerPoint presentation, and I'm not saying that there aren't some teachers out there with their PowerPoint presentations that are teaching the truth. I'm just saying there's too many of them that aren't. And they assume because it looks nice, oh, this must be true. Not necessarily. You have to to use the Bible to see whether or not it is, it is true or not. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine. That certainly describes the Hebrew Roots movement and, and other Torah uh, movements where people are understanding need to keep the Sabbath, the holy days, and the clean and unclean meats. And it certainly, certainly is descriptive of the Protestant churches and the Catholic church and everything else. Um, they have some truth, but they have a lot more false doctrine in them than those movements that are trying to obey all the commandments. But anyway, as a whole, I would say the majority of people that believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, they don't understand fully the entire plan of God, and they don't understand fully his doctrines, his foundational doctrines. Ephesians 4, verse 14, that we henceforth be, and I'm talking about the majority. There's always a few, but the majority don't. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men, cunning craftiness, whereby they lie, wait to deceive. And that's what we're going to focus on today. The spirit of error is a spirit of deception. And in verse 15 of Ephesians 4, it says, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Messiah. And so the body, which is one, not several, there's over 41,000 different denominations. There's only one body with one belief. That's in Ephesians 4, verse 5. So why do we have all this confusion? So the spirit of error is also a spirit of confusion. And we have that, ladies and gentlemen. Let's turn to Revelation 12, verse 9. Revelation 12, verse 9. It states, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives, deceives the entire world. That's what he does, ladies and gentlemen. That's what he is good at, deceiving the entire world. That word, the Greek word for that is play now. <laughs> play now. <laughs> and the devil has deceive the entire world and that's what it means to lead to lead astray the cause to wander and the whole world is in tune with his spirit ephesians 2 verse 2 tells you that ephesians 2 verse 1 and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins wherein you in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. You may get mad at me when I tell you that most people have the spirit of error in them. Well, you can get mad at God because he states here that 
the majority of people in the world uh, have the spirit of air in them. It says right here, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. In Acts 5, verse 32, it says you have to obey God to receive his spirit. But if you're disobeying God, the antithesis or the opposite happens. You receive the devil's spirit. Most people in the world have the devil's spirit. And you can get mad at me all you want. Well, you're getting mad at God because, again, he says right here in Ephesians 2, verse 2, where you, in time past, these are people like myself, and it's no credit to me. God had mercy on me, and he'll have mercy on you if you truly want to live his ways and receive his true spirit within you. But if you want to rebel and not want to obey and think I don't know what I'm talking about, uh, I know some people in the Hebrew movement don't think I know what I'm talking about. But you're wrong. I do. And many of you who don't think I know what I'm talking about, you don't even take the time to listen to my programs You don't because of too many scriptures. You don't have the love of the truth in you like you should. Anyway, Ephesians 2, verse 2, wherein you in time past, you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air or the atmosphere, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And what's what do these, these children do? What do these children of the devil do? Verse 3, among whom also we all had our conversation in time past and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. In other words, people, most people in the world are extremely selfish. They only care about themselves and pleasing themselves. And were by nature the children of wrath. And I had somebody misinterpret Romans chapter 2 saying that people naturally keep toward. They're not understanding the scriptures properly. People don't naturally keep towards. This proved right here. And, and we're by nature. The, we are by nature the children of wrath, ladies and gentlemen. And the only way we can get out of that is by his spirit, even as others. In verse 4, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherein he loved us. And so that's the reason why I'm speaking to you right now through God's spirit and teaching you the truth. It's only because of his mercy and he can do the same for you. And if you are truly, if you want to answer, because he calls many people, but those many people are his children. He's looking for a bride. He's looking for you to grow up and become his bride. And if you want to grow up and become his bride and be chosen to be his bride, get my book, HowGodCalls.com. It's a free book, HowGodCalls.com, and it'll go into much detail of how you can do that, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. I'm not going to lie. I'm one of God's true servants on this earth. And it's a weighty responsibility, and I get persecuted severely, even by people who claim they love me. But that's just the way it is, and uh, I have to just deal with it the best that I can. And I do, because Yeshua was persecuted and, and so forth, and I have to understand that goes with the program. Because I'm not really fighting the human beings. I'm fighting the devil and his demons. That's who I'm fighting. All right. So we have scripture proof that the whole world is under the sway of the devil. And, that, and they have the devil's spirit in them. And is working in their minds for them to do wickedness. And we understand that in order to receive God's spirit, you have to start obeying him, have the desire to start obeying him. First of all, Acts 5 verse 32. And then there's a procedure where, just like Yeshua was immersed, because he's our ultimate example. You get some people in this movement saying, oh, you don't have to get baptized. Yes, you do. Because Yeshua stated he didn't have to get baptized, but he did it as an example. 
to fulfill all righteousness. And so he got immersed. And so if Yeshua did it, we do it. All right. That's one way how you can get out of the sway of the spirit of error by looking at Yeshua's example. We're going to go through that today. Second uh, Thessalonians, second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians chapter one, starting in verse seven to nine. Second Thessalonians one, seven to nine states the following. It says, and to you who are troubled, rest with us when the master Yeshua, our Lord Jesus, shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In verse eight, in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our master. So that's the definition of disobedience, not knowing God and not obeying the good news. Yes, the gospel is something to obey. It's not something where, oh, I believe that Jesus died on the cross and that's all I need to do is just believe. No, you, you have to prove to God that you believe through your actions and what you do. That's what it means when faith or trust must have works. Those works are obeying his commandments. Uh, Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21 plainly states, and the master smelled a sweet savior, and the master said in, the, in his heart or in his mind, I will not again curse the ground anymore for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. So we are born, most of us are born, with the exception of Jeremiah, uh, Yeshua, and John the Baptist, they were all born with the Holy Spirit. Most of us are not born with the Holy Spirit. We're born naturally. We're the children of wrath. And we're born with the devil's spirit. I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but you're hearing it today. Okay? The truth has to come out about the devil. And the devil doesn't want this to come out. And, but God is more powerful than him. And those who submit to him can do mighty miracles. And it's a miracle that I'm speaking to you today about this topic that he does not want to be uh, elaborated on or explained. Uh, Genesis 8, verse 21. He states here. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Okay? So you got a problem with that. You need to argue and fuss with him. I'm just telling you what he's saying. Uh, Psalm 58. Psalm 58. Just get your Bible out. Blow the dust off of it and read it. Psalm 58, verse 3. The wicked are strangled from the womb, which is the most of humanity. They go astray as soon as they are born, speaking lies. Now let, me, let me quote that to you again. The wicked are strangled from the womb. They go astray as soon as they be born. That word astray, that has something to do with the spirit of error. Taha. It means to err, to wander, to go astray. The meaning of the Hebrew word primarily rests in the notion of wandering about. And that's what the majority of the people in the world are doing. They're wandering all over the place. They don't know where to go. They're, they're in darkness. The beginning of this program tells you that. The um, audio version of Psalm 82 tells you that the majority of humanity is in darkness. Uh, Psalm 82, verse 3, defend the poor and the father. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Verse 4, deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. This is what we should be doing. You, when we keep all the commandments, it should influence and inspire us to do those things. But in Isaiah chapter 24, verse 6, it tells you that the whole world is cursed because we are not obeying the Torah, his instruction, his way of life. That's the reason why we have all these curses upon the earth. That's why there's two or 3,000 babies being slaughtered today in the United States. 
That's the reason why people can't even understand now uh, what a man is anymore, what a woman is anymore, that a marriage is between a man and a woman because we don't want to obey him collectively as a human race. Psalm 82, verse 5, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness because they have the spirit of the devil in them, not God's spirit. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. And that only backs up what I said about Isaiah 24, verse 6. That's the present state of the world, and it's getting worse, ladies and gentlemen. As I speak, it is getting worse. And as it gets worse, I have to intensify my message. Uh, for those who have listened to me for a long time and, and so forth, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, my messages are going to get a lot more stern. They have to. Um, because I love you, and God loves you. And you got to wake up. You got to get out of your sleep. Um, Psalm 58, verse 3, and it talks about, though, most of us that were born, well, I would say the majority of us <laughs> were born, except Jeremiah, Yeshua, and John the Baptist. They were born with the spirit in them already. Uh, Psalm 58, verse 4, their poison is like the poison of a serpent. It says, you know, when we're born, our poison is like the poison of a serpent. Uh, they are like the deaf adder in the top of her ear, verse 5, which will not hearken to the voice of charmers. Uh, charmers never so what break their teeth, O oh God, in their mouth, break out the great teeth of the young lion. And so these are rebellious people. And so God is going to break these, these people's teeth, basically. And that hurts. <laughs> I know that hurts. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 16, verse 19 to 21. Jeremiah 16. Verse 19 to 21. I'm going to put this, this teaching is so important that I'm going to make a video version of this and I'm put it on YouTube. And I know it's going to be persecuted. I don't care. I'm going to speak the truth. Isaiah 59 plainly reveals most people don't want to hear the truth. That's fine. But that doesn't mean it is not true because people don't want to hear it. Jeremiah 16, verse 19. Oh, master, my strength and my fortress and my refuge in the day of affliction, the Gentiles of the heathen those who don't keep the Torah, shall come unto the, thee from the ends of the earth, and there's a lot of people that don't do that, and shall say, surely, I'm talking about there's a lot of people in the world that don't keep it completely, as the Bible commands us to do. Uh, surely our fathers have inherited lies, vanity, and things wherein there is no profit. Verse 20, shall a man make gods unto himself, and they are no gods. Okay, so the good news is that most people will understand who God is in the end. The bad news is that we got to get a lot of uh, punishing and spanking for that to happen. And so Jeremiah 16, verse 19 says, we have inherited lies. What are those lies? What are those lies? Well, the biggest lie is that we don't have to keep the Sabbath, uh, the holy days, and the clean and unclean meat instructions. That's just for the Jews. That is the biggest lie. And I'm going to prove that to you. Um, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20 says, you can still be righteous, though, and still sin. So that's because, like me, I still sin. I don't sin as much, but I sin. But I don't sin as much as I used to. Uh, Ecclesiastes 7, verse 20. For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sins not. That's what it says. And 1 John 5, verse 19 states the following. It says, and we know that we are of God and the whole world lies and the whole world lies in wickedness. So don't get upset. I'm going to quote all these scriptures here. This is important. And I may not get to, I may go over a little bit. I, I, this may be a two-hour program, okay? I, I don't know. But I'm going to quote the scriptures I know I need to quote. 
Now, this is what God is saying, folks. He says the whole world is wicked. He says we're born with the spirit of the devil, the spirit of error. Um, this is what God says, not me. All right. Jeremiah chapter six, Jeremiah chapter six, verse 10. To whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the master is unto them a reproach. They have no delight in it. This backs up Romans chapter 8, verse 7. Let's go there. Romans 8, verse 7. This is a mind that doesn't have God's spirit. This is how that mind acts. Because the carnal mind is hostile against God or enmity against God, but it is not subject to the Torah of God. The, The carnal mind is not one to obey his commandments completely. Neither indeed can be. And so verse 8, so then, 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 verse 8 of Romans 8, so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God, cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, and so be that the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man does not have the spirit of Messiah, the real spirit of Messiah, not the false spirit that is in many people today, he is none of his. He is none of his. And let's understand the great deception of the devil has and his servants, because he has many servants. And I'm not saying that some of these people are not sincere, but they're sincerely wrong. Uh, Being sincere, you can still be wrong. (laughs) I mean, you could be sincerely wrong, but you're still wrong. Being sincere doesn't erase the fact that you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Uh, Second Corinthians chapter 11. I love this, how he starts this. He says, would to God you could bear with me a little folly and indeed bear with me. So he's, you know, he's being a little uh, sarcastic here or a little unfoolishness to make a point, a uh, little foolishness to make a point. Uh, verse two, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to, to, to one husband, that husband is Messiah. And those who are listening to me and, and want to understand me, he, he is calling you to be chosen to be a bride right now, ladies and gentlemen. And in the archives, I explain who the bride of Messiah is, if you're wondering. All right, so verse 2, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy, for I have espoused you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Messiah. Verse 3, but I fear that by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. And so we are compared, we are the last Eve, just like the Messiah is the last Adam, we are the last Eve. Uh, So your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in the Messiah. And then verse four, for if he that for, for if he that cometh preacheth another Yeshua, whom we have not preached, and the entire world, ladies and gentlemen, has heard um, a preaching of another Yeshua, uh, Jesus or Yeshua that did not keep his father's commandments, or if he did keep the commandments, he kept them so that we don't have to. Uh, the majority of the world have heard that Messiah. They haven't heard of the, of the Jewish Messiah who kept his father's commandments and expect us to do so too. That's the reason why the Bible prophesies correctly that the whole world is deceived. It's under a great deception. Second Corinthians 11 verse 4, for if he that come and preach of another Yeshua whom we have not preached, or if you have received another spirit, here's another proof. The majority of people in the world has received another spirit. If you don't believe that you should be keeping the Sabbath and the holy days and the clean and unclean meat instructions and all the rest, of the instructions of God, you do not have God's spirit. You have the spirit of the devil dwelling in you. You get mad all you want. I don't care. For if he that come and preach of another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which we, which we have not received, or another gospel, which we have not accepted, you might well bear with it. And then 
he talked about over here about false apostles. And I know some false apostles. <laughs> I definitely know some false apostles. I've got people calling themselves apostles when they're not. Second uh, Corinthians 11, verse 13. For such are false apostles, deceitful, and they have the spirit of air in them. Workers transform themselves into the apostles of Christ. So they just woke up one morning or they thought they saw a vision of Messiah. Oh, I'm an apostle because this vision said they're an apostle. So they're apostles. But I can tell by their works that they're not. Okay. Uh, verse 14. For no marvel for Apostle himself is transformed into an angel of light. The devil is not going to make it easy for anyone to tell whether or not he's teaching the truth, ladies and gentlemen. That's the purpose of deception. To, to make it appear. To make it appear. I am right, or this other person's right, preaching doctrine. You have to use the Bible to be able to tell whether or not the individual is preaching the truth or not. That's why in 1 John 4, verse 1, it says, try the spirits. So there's many false prophets in the world. Messiah said that, that was when they asked him, what is the sign of your coming in the world? The first thing that came out of his mouth, and that chapter also certainly is a list of signs, okay, uh, and, as, as well as talking about a major sign that's going to happen upon the earth. He states plainly that be careful that no one deceives you. <laughs> so uh, deception, tricky deception, is one of the characteristics of the end time, ladies and gentlemen. All right? And so no marvel for the hostile of the devil or the adversary himself is transformed into an angel of light. Verse 15, therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed into ministers of righteousness. And not every single one of these ministers don't have God's true spirit in them. They have the spirit of the devil, ladies and gentlemen, whose end shall be according to their works. I know this is not going to be a popular message, but I don't care. I have to preach the truth. The wife has to make herself ready. The wife has to clean herself up. And we all, we're not going to clean ourselves up by associating with people outside of, you know, our, our normal jobs or whatever, that don't want to keep all the commandments. We have to keep ourselves pure. And God calls that fornic spiritual fornication when you are friends with people in the world. If you don't believe me, let's turn to James 4, verse 4. James 4, verse 4. So you got to know the scriptures. Ye adulterers and adulterers, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. So he associates adultery, spiritual adultery, with being friends with people in the world that got the devil's spirit. <laughs> Whoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. And so if you are upset at me about that, then you are upset at God. Because that's what God said, not me. All right, so Jeremiah 6, Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 10. And says, to whom shall I speak and give warning that they may hear? Behold, their ear is uncircumcised, and they cannot hearken. Behold, the word of the God is to them unto a reproach. They have no delight in it. And you suppose they have a delight in it. And then this is the problem that I'm having with people that I teach. They grudgingly accept the word of God. They don't have any delight in it or joy. And you quench the spirit if you do have the spirit even working with you. Because there's a difference between the spirit working with you and it being inside of you. you you're going to drive the spirit away uh, doing that too. And if you don't believe me, Samuel had the spirit in him. And in 1 Samuel 16, verse 14, because of his disobedience and his, his rebellion, because rebellion will drive the spirit out of you. Spirit left him. If you don't believe me, turn to it. In 1 Samuel 16, verse 14, and read it. 
the, the Holy Spirit left King Saul because he was rebellious. And you can't harbor rebellion. Rebellion is simply disobedient to any of his commandments, whether it's the Sabbath and anything. We should have a desire to want to keep all of them, not some of them, or some that, that makes us feel comfortable. Uh, Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9. Verse 25 to 26. Verse 25 to 26. Behold, the days come, says the master, that I will punish all. I was actually talking to somebody who I love today that God punishes people. That's what he does. And if you pray to God that God punishes somebody, there's nothing wrong with that. If you pray that the punishment will be the way God would do it. Behold, the days come, says the master, that I will punish all them which are circumcised with the uncircumcised. Verse 26, Egypt and Judah and Edom and the children of Ammon and Moab and all that are in the utmost corners that dwell in the wilderness, for all these nations are uncircumcised. They do not have God's spirit dwelling in them. And it's, it's interesting that it says the majority of Judah also does not have God's spirit. And you know why? Because the majority of Judah don't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. That's why. And you may get mad all you want, uh, any Jew that's listening to this, but I love you and God loves you, and we want you to learn the truth. And the truth of the matter is Yeshua is your Jewish Messiah. He's the Messiah for the entire world. All right. And all the house of Israel are uncircumcised in heart. He's, God is telling us that all of Israel, and who is Israel today? You need to be educated on that. Please get the book that God inspired me to write, HowGodCalls.com, to understand that. And if you want another reference, go to www.britam.org, B-R-I-T-A-M.org. But be careful. He doesn't believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. However, in Romans 3, verse 1 to 3, it says the Jews, despite their unbelief, still have value in their teachings. And, and that's another way that you could use to decipher all the air out there. you got to go to the Jews, preferably Jews that actually believe in Yeshua Messiah and have the true spirit of God dwelling in them. But, but another alternative source of those who don't, but yet God states in his word that even those who don't believe, they still have value in their teachings. He doesn't say that by any, any other religious group other than the Jews uh, in the Bible. All right, so you have God saying that the majority of mankind do not have the spirit of God in them, they have the spirit of the devil in them, ladies and gentlemen. And Colossians 2, Colossians 2, verse 11. And whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision. This is what the circumcision does picture. It, it, it pictures being immersed, immersed in his spirit, having the spirit inside of you so he can change you and clean your mind up. In Colossians 2, verse 11. And whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Messiah. Bear with him in immersion. So people that's going around saying that you shouldn't get baptized, they don't understand what they're talking about. Uh, bear with him in immersion, wherein also you rise with him through the faith of the operation of Messiah, who has raised him from the dead. And verse 13, you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, has he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses okay and then we get to the scripture that most people don't understand and not saying that the the instructions of god was nailed to the cross but anything that was against those instructions was nailed to the cross and that's another bible study but 
getting back to Matthew chapter 25, this is the status of the church right now, ladies and gentlemen. All the churches in particular, the churches that are keeping the Sabbath and the holy days are in this state and the clean and unclean meats and all the other instructions are in this state right now. Of course, the Protestant churches and those who only think that the law has been done away with, he's certainly in this state as well. But this is certainly, this is more referring to those who are keeping the Sabbath and holy days because the Bible was written with the understanding that a believer kept the Sabbath and the holy days and the clean and unclean meats and all the other instructions. And we're talking about believer. That's the kind of believer is talking about. It's not talking about a believer who's a Sunday worshiper and eats pork. That's not a believer according to the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. Um, not to say that those people aren't loved, but they need to get entirely with the program. They need to get, if you don't believe me here, let me go to Numbers 14. Numbers 14, verse 24. Let me read these scriptures here. You, we have to obey him totally. Those are the kind of people that will enter the kingdom of God, not people that want to obey him partially. Numbers 14, verse 24. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, he had God's true spirit with him, not the devil's, and has followed me fully. He wants us to follow him fully, to, to completely follow him. Sunday worshipers do not follow him completely. Him will I bring into the land where he went and his seed shall possess it. Verse 25. All right. So here in, in Numbers chapter 31, let's go to Numbers 31. Verse 12. Numbers 32, rather. I, I'll get this mixed up all the time. Numbers chapter 32, verse 11. Surely none of the men that came out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward, Numbers 32, verse 11, shall see the land which I swore unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. Of course, the land today represents the kingdom of God. None of us are going to be able to enter that kingdom, just like our ancestors did not enter the kingdom or the land, the paradise, which is symbolic of the kingdom of God, uh, the, the promised land, which is symbolic of the kingdom of God. They did not enter the land because they did not wholly follow him. Same thing with us. We got to wholly follow him. We got to keep all his commandments. Verse 32, save Caleb, the son of Jupanay, the Canaanite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the master. Okay? So that's scriptural evidence that we have to completely obey him. But anyway, the churches, in particular, the, the Sabbath-keeping churches, we know that, uh, are in this status right now, ladies and gentlemen. Then, Matthew 25, verse 1, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Verse 2, and five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Verse 4, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps while the bridegroom tarried. They all slumbered and slept. That is what's going on. It verifies what Jeremiah 6, verse 10 is saying and Jeremiah 9, verse 25 to 26. The majority of our people, we are Ephraimites. We are of the 10 lost tribes. The majority of Ephraimites do not have God's spirit, ladies and gentlemen. And this is what this is talking about. Verse 6, and at midnight, which is interesting with the doomsday clock at midnight, there was a cry made, behold, the bridegroom cometh, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. That is where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. And all the believers are in this state right now in revelation most majority of revelation chapter three except 
uh, verse 14, Revelation 3, verse 14, and the angel of the assembly or church of the latest sins, right? These things says the amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God, which is an interesting Bible study. This is what he said. He said, he's the beginning of the creation of God. Verse 15, I know thy works that you are neither cold nor hot. The majority of people that claim to keep the Sabbath and holy days and clean and unclean meats are in this status right now, ladies and gentlemen. Because Yeshua said there's only the few, and there's always been only the few. His, among his people, there's always been a remnant or a few that would obey him. That hasn't changed today. Uh, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold nor hot. Verse 16. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I would spew thee out of my mouth. Verse 17, because thou sayest I am rich. Yes, we live in the Western nations, the majority of our of believers. Uh, we, we live in the Western nations, and we, we have the best. You know, and that, and because of that, we don't depend on God like we should. Because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and know that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. He's talking about spiritually. Verse 18, I counsel to buy of me gold, tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eye salve, that you may see. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door, and he certainly is standing at the door now, ladies and gentlemen. He is at the door. Things are heating up worldwide. We may even have a war, Middle Eastern war, this year, the way things are going. If they don't slow down, there's a great possibility that that could happen. I don't know. But if things continue to escalate, uh, it could possibly happen, ladies and gentlemen. Behold, stand, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. And this is going to be over an hour, ladies and gentlemen. So <laughs> I'm just letting you know. To him that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's incredible. We're going to be able to sit with him or next to him in his throne, and he sits where? Next to the Father. So we're going to be in the presence of the Father one day, ladies and gentlemen. To him that overcome will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I overcame and sat down with my Father in his throne. Incredible scripture. I don't know if you guys believe that or get that, but it's an awesome scripture to meditate on. He that has an ear. He that has a desire to understand. Let him shema, or hear intelligently. What the Spirit says unto all the churches, all the assemblies, all the scattered believers worldwide, not just one group. First Timothy 4, there's other scattered groups around the world. We're all one body, and we should all be believing the same thing. Uh, for those who think I don't know what I'm talking about there, First Corinthians 1, verse 10 states Yeshua's, or, yeah, Yeshua's desire and Paul's desire. Now I beseech you, First Corinthians 1, verse 10, now I beseech you, Brethren, by the name of the master, that you all speak the same thing. Duh, we all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined, not imperfectly, but perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. I've had people say, well, we should have Sunday worshipers and people who don't believe Messiah teach us. No, not publicly. You can read their books or maybe, you know, get their teachings online, but be very careful. But I would not have them. When you're in a public situation, you are representing authority of, of your teaching. And that should not be allowed somebody who doesn't completely obey Messiah to, de to teach anyone publicly. That should not. It's not a good example. 
Anyway, in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, you might as well put 21st century in there, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits. There's many seducing spirits. God does not, the Spirit does not seduce you. And this word again, uh, it has something to do with deception again, having the spirit of error. It has something to do with the spirit of error. And doctrines of devils. There's quite a few doctrines of devils. And any doctrine is a doctrine of the devil that has confusion in it, ladies and gentlemen. Anything that has elements of confusion is a doctrine of the devil. It's a spirit of error. Because the spirit of error certainly is a spirit of confusion as well. Anything that has confusion in it at all. Confusion means it's hard. You can't understand it or it's hard to understand. If there, and, it's, and it's not clear, then that is of the devil, ladies and gentlemen. Because God, when he reveals his truth to you, he will reveal even the deep things. That's what he says in 1 Corinthians, uh, I think it's chapter 2. He says that he will even reveal the deep things to you. The devil doesn't reveal any deep things. He reveals deception and fraud and throws you off track and gets you to wander. That's what he does. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. That's teachings of the Demons actually have teachings. And who do you think they teach? They teach these false ministers around the world. The ones that are going around saying you can eat pork. And, you know, Sunday, you should worship on Sunday. St. Ignatius, look at your history. Type in Wikipedia. He started that. He said that keeping the, the holy days and the feasts is of, the, you know, that, that's not of God. That's not what Yeshua taught us, and that's a lie. He did teach us that. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments, and he's one with the Father. And he said, all his teachings are the, are the Father's teachings. It's great deception in this world, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to wake up. It's time to wake up. Second Timothy. Chapter 4, verse 1. I charge thee, therefore, before the Master and the Messiah, who shall judge, and this is uh, a charge for teachers like myself, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, because the epistles that he wrote to Timothy and Titus are instructional uh, epistles on how to build an assembly and how to properly manage your students that you're teaching. Verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant and season out of season. Rebuke Reprove, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. And why? And this is what this is one of my people are wondering what my job is. This is what it is. Verse three. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. And boy, do I understand that. Most people don't want sound doctrine. But after their own lust, they shall heed to themselves teachers. And that's what's going on. That's a good description of the Hebrew roots movement right now. Got this teacher, that teacher, this teacher, that teacher, that teacher, teacher, all teachers all over the place, okay? Shall they heed to themselves teachers having itching ears, or they want to be entertained? In verse 4 of Second Timothy, chapter 4, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. What is truth? Do you know? Truth is simply all of his commandments. Psalm 119, verse 151 says that. And also truth is all of instructions, his entire way of life. That is the truth. And that's what people in the Hebrew Roots movement are doing. They're off in the eating. Uh, they're off not thinking that Yeshua is the Messiah. They, they're so hooked up or they're so warped up on um, 
pronouncing his name properly. Uh, you have people going around speaking gibberish, which is confusion. And and 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33 says, God is not the author of the spirit of error, of the spirit of confusion, of, of confusion. It doesn't say spirit of confusion, spirit of error, but that's what it is, because the spirit of error certainly consists of confusion. And you have people doing all this, and they think it's of God, and it's not, it's of the devil. 2 Timothy 4, verse 4, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. And that's what's going on. But this is what I have to do. But, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, and I endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof. So evangelism is a gift. I have that gift of evangelism, of developing a plan to, to, to market my ministry or God's ministry, the ministry he had, had me uh, create. And so I'm an evangelist to make full proof of thy ministry. And I'm proving my ministry each and every time I, I, I do teaching. And all you got to do is look up the scriptures to be able to tell whether I'm preaching correctly or not. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I know this is a hard message, but the truth has to, to come out. The truth is that the majority of people are under the sway of the devil. Ephesians 2 verse 2 tells you that. They have the devil's spirit. And uh, for the next hour, I'm going to go into further detail about that. And when I get done, you really need to study this and pass this to other people that really want to know the truth about how we've been deceived on this earth. I'm going to also produce a video version of this on YouTube. And I'm certainly, I'm going to close off the comments, <laughs> but I'm going to put it on YouTube and Hey, it's going to be out there because people need to know what the spirit of error is. So anyway, get your Bibles out, blow the dust off of them. If you do have dust, on your Bibles and turn to first John four, verse one to six. And it says right here, this is in the King James version, beloved, believe not every spirit. And the majority of people, that's what they do. They believe every spirit and God in a sense calls us spirits because we have a human spirit in us, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets, many, not the few are gone out into the world. Now let's understand something in Matthew. Matthew, Matthew, chapter 24, verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples of Talmudim came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming in the end of the world? Verse 4. So he lists signs, and he lists a major sign. In verse 4, and Yeshua answered and said, Take heed that no man deceive you. That was the first thing that came out of his mouth because the master knows that the whole world is under the sway of the devil, that the whole world naturally are born with his spirit. Take heed that no man, not God's spirit, the devil's spirit. Uh, take heed that no man deceive you. Verse five, for many shall come in my name saying, I'm the Messiah and shall deceive many, shall deceive many. And so that is the first thing that came out of his mouth when they asked him, what's the sign of his coming? That's one of the signs, major deception. So anyway, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are God or not, because many false prophets are going out into the world. Hereby know ye the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Yeshua Messiah has come in the flesh is of God. 
And every spirit that confesses not that Yeshua Messiah is coming to flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of anti-Messiah. Wherefore you have heard, wherefore you have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. It was in the world in the first century. It's still in the world today. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you. This is assuming that you do have the true spirit of God in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world. They are under the sway of the devil. That's what he's saying. Therefore, speak they of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He that knows God hears us. He that is not of God hears not us. Hereby know we of the spirit of truth, which is the spirit of keeping the commandments, the spirit of obeying all of his instructions, every single last one of them to the best of our ability, and the spirit of error, which is the opposite of that. All right? And we're going to go over John 8, verse 31 to 47. And then we're going to, I'm going to try to explain to you in the simplest ways possible, what does it mean to confess that Yeshua has come in the flesh? Because many people say, oh, that's all we need to do is just say, uh, Yeshua, I, I believe that uh, uh, what I say here, I say, all we have to do is all we have to do is simply acknowledge that Jesus or Yeshua is our master and savior and we are saved. We don't have to do anything else. Well, I, I think you should know the answer to that now. But <laughs> but in John chapter 8, verse 31, John chapter 8, verse 31, John chapter 8, verse 31. See, this message is not for everybody. Uh, for those who have got uh, the devil's spirit and, and, not, and not being called to get that out of your body, out of your mind, you're going to think, I don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to hate my guts. And that's going to be probably the vast majority of you. But those who, well, will be the vast majority of you. But those who are being called of God to be chosen to be his wife, you're not going to get offended by this. And you, you are going to accept this and realize it is the truth. And see, Yeshua went through the same thing I'm going through. He said, hey, if, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. And so I understand. And John 8, verse 31, then said Yeshua to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. So you have to continue in God's words, ladies and gentlemen. You have to continue in his words. And what does that mean? What does that mean to continue in his words? Well, when Hasatan was trying to get the Messiah to sin, what did Messiah tell him? Hold your place in John 8, verse 31. Turn to Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 4, rather. He stated this. But he answered and said, it is written, man shall live. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Okay, where did he get that from? He got that from Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting in verse 1. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do. Does it say some of them? Does it say, oh, we can keep all the commandments except one? We don't have to keep the Sabbath? No. He says, all the commandments which I command thee this day shall you observe to do that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the master swore unto your fathers. Verse 2. And, yeah, and you shall remember all the way which the master that God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thy heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. And verse 3. And this is the reason why we suffer. For those who want to know why we suffer, well, this is one of the major reasons. And he humbled thee. And, uh, and suffered thee to hunger and fed thee with manna which thou knewest not neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God does man live 
Okay. And so that is something that's irrefutable that when the master said you must live by every word of God, he means keeping all the commandments. And this is the scriptural proof that you can use to prove that for those who object to that. All right. So go back to John chapter eight, John chapter eight, John chapter eight, verse 31. So if you continue in my word, which is the father's words, because he came to give his father's wisdom, not his own. If you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. Indeed, verse 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free, not free to sin, but free from the curses of his instructions if you don't obey them. And verse 33, then they answered and said, we be Abraham's seed. And I get some people, well, uh, we feed the poor or we, we do other things. And, you know, we, we're believers. We believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. So we're okay. But anyway, he says, they answered and said, we be Abraham's seed, and we were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, you shall be made free? In verse 34, Yeshua answered them, and Yeshua is Jesus' Hebrew name. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And so when you sin, you serve the devil. Verse 35, and the servant abides not in the house forever, but the son abideth forever. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Verse 37, I know that you are Abraham's seed, but you seek to kill me because my word has no place in you. Those that don't, and these people certainly didn't have God's spirit. If his word was not in them, the spirit was not in them. All right, and these are his, few, uh, his, his Jewish brethren. Verse 38, I speak that which I have seen with my father, and you do that which you have seen with your father. Oh, there's two different fathers. You have the father in heaven, but you have a father on this earth that is evil and wicked and wants to destroy you. All right, there's two fathers. Verse 39, they answered and said unto him, John 8, verse 10, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Yeshua said, if you are Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham, and they weren't doing the works of Abraham. Verse 40, but now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth. And I get people that have the same attitude towards me. They want to kill me to, or they, they say lies about me all because I'm speaking the truth. Which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Verse 41, you do the deeds of your father. Uh-oh, they're doing the deeds of their father. Then said we, we be not born of fornication, which was a, a terrible thing to say because that was not true. He wasn't born of fornication. We have one father, God. Verse 42, Yeshua said, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Verse 43, why do you not understand my speech, even because you cannot hear my word? And I explain why, because most of us, uh, the vast majority of mankind, have been born with the exception of Jeremiah, Yeshua, and John the Baptist, or Jesus, but John the Baptist, without God's spirit. We were born with the devil's spirit, his inclination to do wickedness. That's what we were born with. Uh, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. There's no truth in him. And so I'm going to go off the air here. You can get the rest of this Bible study in the archive. Shalom. Peace. I'm in the, the recorded session of this Bible study. When he speak of a lie, he speak of, of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it in verse 45. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. I go through the same thing. Anybody that actually teaches 
Yeshua's true doctrines or God's true doctrines are going to get persecuted and treated like the Messiah was. Verse 47, he that is of God hears God's words. You therefore hear them not because you are not of God. And so you guys can persecute me all you want. I can quote scripture after scripture to prove that God is right. And because God is right and because I'm following his words, I'm right as well. All right. So do all we have to do is simply acknowledge that Jesus and Yeshua is our master and savior and we are saved. We don't have to do anything else. No, no, that's not, that's not the definite Bible definition of a true believer folks. Let's find that out here. Second John one, verse six to 11. This is in the King James version of the Bible. And this is love that we walk after his commandments. Ahava in Hebrew means love. And love is described in the Bible as walking after his commandments, every single one of them that we can keep. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Yeshua Messiah has come in the flesh. So confessing that Yeshua has come in the flesh, has something to do with walking after his commandments, ladies and gentlemen. You can't, you can't separate the two. This is a deceiver and an anti-messiah. A deceiver and an anti-messiah is someone who doesn't believe in walking after the commandments and doesn't believe that Yeshua came in the flesh. Look to ourselves. It can be either or. Look to ourselves that we lose not those things which we have, because if you don't, if you say you believe them and don't obey them, then you really don't believe them, all right? This is a deceiver and anti-messiah. Anti-messiah means you're against him. You're against him in all in any way. You're against him. You can't be against God at all in any way. You cannot be against God and expect to be in God's kingdom. If you are, you're an anti-messiah. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to ourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. You want to get a partial reward? <laughs> Whoever transgressed and abides not in the doctrine of Messiah has not God. So the spirit of anti-Messiah is the spirit of lawlessness, of toilessness. Don't, you don't want to obey all the commandments. Whoever transgressed and abides not in the doctrine of Messiah has not God. You don't have his spirit. That's what it's telling you. He that abides in the doctrine of Messiah, he has both the father and the son. Yes, you have, because it's, it's both of their spirits. It's the son's spirit and it's the father's spirit. And he, he will dwell in you. He will dwell with you if you have the doctrine of Messiah, which if you obey him in everything. Acts 5 verse 32 says he gives his Holy Spirit to those who obey him. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. And I get people saying, hey, we should welcome uh, people who keep Sunday and eat pork to teach us. They don't know what they're talking about. And you got to question whether or not they have God's spirit to even think that. If there come any unto you and bring up not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. Neither bid him Godspeed. This is God's word speaking, not me. You get upset at this, you get upset at God, not me. All I'm doing is telling you what he's saying. But he that bid of him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. And I get some people who they know that other people are are uh, teaching false doctrine and they allow them to uh, be around other people and influence them in a negative way. They are not obeying the scripture. You can't cater to everybody. You can't. The spirit of anti-Messiah 
is someone who denies Yeshua came from heaven to earth to become a man. It can be all of these or one of these or some of these. Denies Yeshua came from heaven to earth to become a man. Denies Yeshua's divinity as the son of Elohim and God. And he's Elohim the son. Does not obey his teachings, which is the father's teachings. If you don't believe that, let's go to John chapter 7. John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 16 to 20. Excuse me. 16 to 20. Yeshua answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine, but he that sent me. The New Testament, as I was explaining, I explained it to you, Camp. And I found out later on there was some youth that were doubting the divinity of Yeshua and doubting the, the fact that the apostolic writings is holy writ. It's also scripture. Okay? which is an abomination. John 7, verse 16, plainly, Jesus answered them and said, my doctrine is not mine, but he that sent me. So if he's telling you that all the, the New Testament teachings is God's doctrine, how can you say that the Father's doctrine is not scripture? Verse 17, John chapter 7, if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. And he says here, he that speaketh of himself seeks his own glory, but he that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. In other words, he has God's spirit in him. Verse 19, did not Moses give you, or Moses give you the Torah, and yet none of you keep the Torah? Why do you go about to kill me? So the majority did not keep the Torah of his own people. Back then, and I tell you, it's the same today. The majority don't today, ladies and gentlemen, not fully. John chapter 12. But that's going to change. That's the good news. It's going to change. It's going to change. The wife has to make herself ready. John 12, verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. Verse 15. I know that his commandment is life everlasting, wheresoever I speak. Therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So you have scriptural proof that all the teachings of the New Testament came from God. He gave it to Messiah to give to his servants. And, and Revelation chapter 1 proves that to you. This is the process here. It says in verse 1 of Revelation 1, the revelation of Yeshua Messiah, which God gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And so God gives Yeshua his instructions, and Yeshua passes his on to his angels and the angels or or uh, he may, through his spirit, pass it on to us. We teach it. That's the way it is. Or write it down. That's the process. And so in Revelation 12, verse 9, play now, that means deception. That's deception, wandering, to lead astray. In Revelation 12, verse 9, where it says the whole world has been deceived. And 1 John 4, verse 6, play nay, which is a form of play now <laughs> in Greek. And it means, when it says error, that word is translated error, it means a wandering out of the right way. Delusion, false judgment of opinion. In an act of sense, deceit, fraud, seduction, to error and sin. Uh, it is also used in 1 John 4, verse 6, as a spirit of error, a deceiving spirit, a teacher who seeks to deduce. Deception, fraud. And remember, that demons have doctrines. They have many doctrines. Of conduct, meaning perverseness, wickedness, 
sin. The spirit of error is simply deception, delusion, illusion, wandering, confusion, misleading. That's what it is. False miracles. Yes. It all involves that. It all involves that, ladies and gentlemen. And Isaiah 29, verse 10. Isaiah 29, verse 10. Isaiah 29, verse 10. For the master has poured out upon you the spirit of deep sleep. The spirit of deep sleep is the spirit of Hasatan, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because you're not asleep if you have the, the, the true spirit of God in you. And he has closed your eyes and the prophets and your rulers the seers have he covered. Now, if you don't believe that God can do something like that, turn to Second Kings, or First Kings, rather, First Kings, and you can challenge me all you want. You better know your Bible. That's all I got to say about that. First Kings, because that's all I do is quote the scriptures. First Kings chapter 22. First Kings chapter 22. First Kings 22, verse 19. For those who don't believe that God can allow a demonic spirit to possess you and to influence you in the wrong way. Isaiah, I mean, I'm sorry. First Kings chapter 22, verse 19. And he said, hear thou, therefore, the word of the master. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the hosts of heaven standing by him on his right hand and on his left. In verse 20, and the Lord said, who shall persuade Ahab, which was one of the most wicked kings of Israel, by the way, that he may go up and fall at Ramoth Gilead? And one said on, on the matter and another said on the matter. Verse 20, and there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And verse 20, and the master said unto him, wherewith? And he said, I will go forth and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, thou shalt persuade him and prevail him also and go forth and so. And so in verse 23, now, therefore, has the master put a lying spirit, a lying spirit in the mouth of all these thy prophets. And the master has spoken evil concerning me. And so you have God's own word telling you that he's responsible for the spirit of slumber, the spirit of wickedness, the spirit of deception, the spirit of illusion, the spirit of wandering, the spirit of confusion, the spirit of misleading he's responsible for that and if you, if you guys don't believe that either i can show you so many scriptures but you know i know for those who are rebellious you have that rebellious spirit in you which is the devil's you, you're not going to believe anything i tell you but this is this program is for people who god is choosing to be his bride because he's not calling everybody right now everybody will be called but uh, to be chosen to be in his kingdom but right now he's choosing people to be his wife to understand that look in the archives to get the Bible teaching on who is the bride of Messiah or who is the bride of Christ. All right, so Second Thessalonians two verse ten, and with all deceivableness, this is talking about that wicked and that word wicked, that word wicked in the Greek, lawlessness, and so the anti Messiah will have the devil's spirit in him too, and it's the spirit of lawlessness. And 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 uh, verse nine, of Second Thessalonians chapter two. Even him whose coming is after the working of Hasatan with all power and signs and lying wonders. In verse ten, and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. So people say, "Oh, I'm already saved." You're not saved. You have to overcome to the end. 
And if you don't accept all the truth and nothing but the truth, so help me, Yode Vahe, you are not saved. And if you're still human flesh, you're not saved. You're saved when you are immortal, when you can never die. Verse 11, and for this cause, God shall send strong delusion. That strong delusion is the spirit of error. God is sending the spirit of error. When you disobey him, he automatically sends that, that spirit of error. That they should believe a lie. Verse 12, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. And so you may think God is cruel. You don't want to be cruel because you don't want to obey your master. You don't want to obey your creator. So God is going to let you do what you want to do and allow the spirit of error to control you and manipulate you and possess you and cause you have to have a spirit of confusion in you to do confusing things, to think that's of God when it's not. It's a deception. And it's strong. It's strong. That's what most people miss. It's strong deception. It's strong deception. Deception that you're not going to overcome unless you have the love of the truth and you love reading the Bible and you believe the Bible and what it says. That's the only way you're going to overcome this type of deception that is of the Antimasai, the spirit of Antimasai, the spirit of Antichrist. That's the only way you're going to overcome that type of deception, ladies and gentlemen. All right. And so let's go to Hosea 4, verse 12. My people ask counsel at their stock and their staff declare unto them for the spirit of Gordon. And that is the spirit of wanting to be friends with the world, wanting to do the things of the world. That's the spirit of whoredom. Caused them to err, and they have gone a horn from under their master. This supports James 4, verse 4, says, you adulterers and adulteress. And what does he say in James 4, verse 4? It says, you adulterers and adulteresses. Know ye not that the friendship of the world is hostility or enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You can get mad at me all you want. That's how God feels. That's how the true God feels, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't like that kind of God, then be prepared to be thrown in the lake of fire. Hosea 4, verse 12. My people ask counsel at their stocks and their staff declare unto them, for the spirit of whoredoms has caused them to err. And they have gone a horn from under their God. Micah 2, verse 11. Micah 2, verse 11. If a man walking in the spirit of falsehood do lie, it's a spirit of falsehood, ladies and gentlemen. And it's a spirit that has lies contained in it. If a man walking in the spirit and falsehood do lie, saying, I will prophesy unto thee of wine and of strong drink. He shall even be the prophet of this people. Romans 11, verse 8. Romans 11, verse 8. According as it is written, God has given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see and ears that they should not hear, even unto this day. And I already read you 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. These are very important scriptures to internalize and to memorize. And the anti-Messiah, who I believe possibly is alive right now, is going to come in 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Hasatan, or the devil, the adversary, with all 
power and signs. All the power of the devil. All power and signs and lying wonders are miracles. Just because someone does a miracle doesn't mean they are God, ladies and gentlemen. And there's many people, even some people in the Hebrew Roots movement that believe that mess. Even him whose coming is after the working of half the time of all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceitfulness of unrighteousness and them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. First Peter 1 verse 22 tells you the whole process of salvation. First Peter 1 verse 22, seeing you have purified your souls or your lives or your bodies and obeying the truth. If you don't obey the truth and nothing but the truth, all the truth, so help me God, you're not going to purify your minds and your souls and your body. So seeing, in First Peter 1, verse 22, seeing you have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the Spirit and to unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. All right, so let's continue on. In Psalm 95, verse 7 to 11. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my work, 40 years long was I grieved with this. 40 years he put up with his wife, being rebellious, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts and have not known my way, unto whom I swear my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. So when you have the spirit of error, you do not know his ways, ladies and gentlemen. And people lie and say that they do when they keep Sunday. You, if you're keeping Sunday, you don't know his ways. And you're deceiving yourself. First John chapter 2, verse 1 says, My little children, these things write unto you that you sin not. And if, you, if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua Messiah the righteous. Verse 2, and he is propitiation for our sins. And not for ours only, but the sins of the entire world. Verse 3. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments, which is his father's commandment. Verse 4. He that says, I know him and keep not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Truth is all his commandments. Truth is all of his instruction. Verse 5. But whosoever keep of his word and in him verily is the love of God perfected, if you keep his word. Hereby know we that we are in him. You have his spirit if you keep his word, all of his words. Matthew 4, verse 4. We must live by every word of God. Keep all of his commandments. Verse 6. He that says he abides in him ought himself to walk even as he walked. And he walked to a Jewish synagogue. Now, if you can find one of believers, Jewish believers that keep the Sabbath and believe everyone else should do so, no matter whether they're Jew or Greek or whatever, uh, then fine. But if you can't, you do the best you can. All right, so Psalm 119, verse 21. Psalm 119, verse 21. Psalm 119, verse 21. Thou hast rebuked the proud that are cursed, which do err from thy commandments. And so those, the majority of people in the world, they err by not keeping his commandments. Verse 118 of Psalm 119. Psalm, hey, if you want to know the truth, read the book, uh, Psalm 119. It tells you what the truth is. 
Psalm 119, verse 118, thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. The deception, it has everything to do with falsehood. Proverbs 14, verse 22. Do they not err that devise evil? And so when you don't want to obey, God is evil to God. And it's error. But mercy and truth shall be to them that devise good. Good is simply keeping all his commandments, ladies and gentlemen. That's being good. Proverbs 19, verse 27 says, Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that calls the error from the words of knowledge. We shouldn't listen to anything that causes the error from knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. That is something that God doesn't want us to do. Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19. Proverbs 19, verse 27. Cease, my son, to hear the instruction that calls... Okay, I already quoted that. <laughs> Isaiah 3, verse 12. Isaiah 3, verse 12. And this is a pretty strong scripture. And, you know, I know women, they want to rule over men and all that, but that's not what God wants you to do, women. And, and certainly there should be no women apostles and pastors and everything else. And we have that going on, too. And Yeshua talked about the spirit of Jezebel. A lot of that has to do with that. Uh, we have a situation. That doesn't mean that women shouldn't be teaching, but they should be primarily teaching women. Okay? That's what the Bible and that's what Orthodox Jews and ultra-Orthodox Jews do. They encourage women to be, uh, I know one sect, Chabad, they, they encourage women to, to be apostles toward other women. Anyway, Isaiah 3, verse 2, I ask for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. O oh, my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err. And so if you're starting to, to teach incorrectly and not based on the scriptures, just look at Deuteronomy chapter 1 and also Exodus chapter, uh, chapter 1. It describes, not Exodus chapter, Deuteronomy chapter 1, I'm sorry. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and Numbers chapter 1, it talks about the structure that God wants and his fathers and sons. Fathers and sons are the leaders of society. You, uh, women are leaders too, but they're underneath the fathers and the sons. That's just the way it is. It's a patriarchal system. If you don't understand that, then you don't want to obey God. And you have rebellion in you, and you don't have God's spirit in you. Oh, my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Okay? Uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. 16, right? For the leaders of this people cause them to err, and they are led of them, they that are led of them are destroyed. Isaiah 28, Isaiah 28, verse 7. But they also have erred through wine and through strong drink and are out of the way. The priest and the prophet have erred through strong drink. They are swallowed up of wine. They are out of the way through strong. They err in vision. They stumble in judgment. This is certainly talking about spiritual wine as well as physical wine. Jeremiah 23, Jeremiah 23, Jeremiah 23, verse 32. Jeremiah 23, verse 32. It says, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, says the master, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies. 
and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Boy, that that is certainly describes the Hebrew roots movement. There are some teachers in this movement that should not be teaching. I know I've listened to their teaching, and it's incorrect. Okay, and they should not be teaching. If they want to teach, they need to stop teaching their incorrect and false doctrine, and uh, listen to somebody who do know what they're talking about, which is not that many. Uh, that will change because the wife has to make herself ready. Uh, Jeremiah 32, verse 32, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, says the master, and do tell them, and cause my people to err by their lies and by their likeness, yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, says the master, at all, at all. I've already read uh, Hosea 4, verse 12. And he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, for lack of knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. It's a sad sad case. All right, so Amos 2 verse 4 is an interesting scripture. It says, thus says the Lord, for three transgressions of Judah and four, I will not turn away the punishment thereof, because they have despised the Torah of the master and have not kept his commandments and their lies caused them to err. So I want you to notice it's not just the Jews, this is mostly everybody <laughs> in the world. Uh most people in the world despise the Torah of the master and have not kept his, all of his commandments and their lives cause them to err. That's what happens when you don't, when you resist God, you resist his spirit not working with you and it's certainly not in you. And it will cause you to err and be under the spirit of deception. Just like King Saul, the devil's spirit will enter you and cause you to live his way of life, which is full of deception. After the which their fathers have walked. Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. Matthew 22, verse 29. States, Yeshua answered and said to them, you do err not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And so the power of God is the spirit, ladies and gentlemen. If if you have the spirit of error, you don't understand what the spirit of God is or the spirit of truth is, and you don't know the scriptures. And I get people trying to teach me and they don't know the scriptures because they don't want to obey him fully. When you don't want to obey him fully, you are in darkness. And you can't understand the scriptures fully. Mark chapter 12, verse 24. Matthew chapter 12, verse 24. And Yeshua answered and said, do you not therefore err? Do ye not therefore err because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God? And so I'm just quoting this from the master's mouth to explain to you that part of not part of having the Holy Spirit, the result of having not having the Holy Spirit, the result of having the devil's unholy spirit, the fact that you cannot understand the Bible correctly or fully. First uh, Timothy six verse one to five plainly states in the complete Jewish Bible version: If anyone teaches differently and does not agree to the sound precepts of the master, Yeshua. The Messiah, and to the doctrine that is in keeping with godliness, he is swollen and conceit and understands nothing. And so he's saying that if you don't want to keep the teachings of Messiah, you don't understand nothing. Instead, he has a morbid desire for controversies and word battles, sounds like the Hebrew Roots movement to me, out of which comes jealousy, dissension, insults, evil suspicions, and constant wrangling among people whose minds no longer function properly. Let me repeat that. Instead, he has a morbid desire for controversies and word battles. Uh, should we pronounce God's name Jehovah or Yahweh 
uh, out of which come jealousy, dissension, insults, evil suspicions, and constant wrangling among people whose minds no longer function properly and who have been deprived of the truth. If you don't have the spirit of truth in you, your mind is not functioning properly. Let me repeat that again. If you don't have the spirit of God inside of you or working with you to be eventually be inside of you, your minds are no longer functioning properly, according to the scriptures. So that they imagine that religion is a road to riches, and it's not. It's not. So, ladies and gentlemen, do you want to know what the doctrines of God are? Do you want to know his basic doctrines? I'm going to give a teaching on that and build a website on that, Yah willing. But let me just tell you what they are right now. Hebrews 6 verse 1 says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the Messiah, doctrine of Messiah, which is the doctrine of God, of course, because God gave Messiah these doctrines, let us go on to profession, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. Those dead works are the inability of keeping all of his commandments, not obeying all his commandments, and faith toward God. Verse 2, of the doctrine of washings, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So there's six basic doctrines that most people in the world do not understand. And I have been, that's one of my responsibilities is to explain those doctrines, and I'm going to. I'm going to have a video on each one, and also I'm going to have a website that will have those videos. Be praying that I can get that website up as soon as humanly and miraculously possible. <laughs> I need to get it up as soon as possible, ladies and gentlemen. And so I have done the best I could to explain to you what the spirit of error is. Please don't take this Bible study lightly. Please look up all the scriptures. I'm going to have, again, a video to teach this, and it will be on the basicdoctorsofgod.org website once I get it developed. And please pass this on to people. If you're concerned about uh, knowing the truth, please, there's a lot of deception out there. But I am one of his true servants. I didn't ask to be a servant, but it's not what I want. It's what he wants. And one of my jobs is to help the wife be ready to marry our husband. And so I know this strong message will only be receptive to people who are truly wanting to obey all his commandments and understand that all of mankind is destined to do that. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, let's understand, for the mystery of iniquity, that word iniquity is lawlessness, all right? Is lawlessness does already work and was already working in the first century, still working today. And that's saying when Paul was inspired to write the word wicked, or the King James translation uh, translators were inspired to write to capitalize the word wicked, that word also means uh, lawlessness, and also it was translated earlier uh, in this verse of iniquity. So that iniquity, that sin, that transgressor of the Torah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so I really, really hope that this program has opened your mind to what the spirit of error is and that we have all been born with it. Again, if you don't believe that, Ephesians chapter 2 tells us this, ladies and gentlemen. Ephesians chapter 2, and don't get mad at me because this is a scripture you weren't familiar with and you didn't realize this. My job is just to preach his words. Your job is to obey those words. Ephesians chapter 2. 
Ephesians chapter 2, and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. So the majority of people in the world right now are considered dead. Now, that's all going to change. Everybody will have an opportunity, and a majority of people, I believe the Bible indicates, will be saved because he said he came to save the world. That means the majority, okay? And 2 Timothy uh, chapter, uh, I think it's, I think it's 1 Timothy chapter 2. Let me read this. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4 says, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So that's his desire is for everybody to finally get this. And then in Romans, it's an incredible scripture that it just shows you his mercy. Romans chapter 11, verse 32 says, for God has concluded them all in unbelief that he might have mercy upon all. So there's only going to be the few people that, and I met some people like that today. It's like, no matter what you tell them, they want to do their own thing. Those are the kind of people that are going to be talking the lake of fire. And ultimately everybody is going to be in this state. Everybody's going to have to obey all of his commandments. Isaiah 66 tells us this here in verse 22. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another, and one Shabbat to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me. And that one verse covers all the commandments because the new moons, you have to understand the new moon simply is, is keeping his calendar, his appointed times, his holy days, which is listed in Leviticus chapter 23. And so everybody will be keeping those holy days. And from one Shabbat to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, says the master. Verse 24, and they shall look look upon the bodies of the men that had transgressed against me. For their worm, not their bodies, but the worm that's eating the bodies, has come out from the dead carcasses to eat the carcasses, shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. And so all of mankind is going to have to keep the Sabbath, ladies and gentlemen, and they're going to have to keep his holy days and all the rest of his commandments that they can keep. So that's the destiny of mankind. Ecclesiastes states that the duty of man, not just the Jews, but the duty of man, the duty of man. Verse 13, Ecclesiastes 12, verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for the whole, for this is the whole duty of man. For God shall bring every work into judgment, every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. I asked somebody fussing me about, oh, well, this wasn't written originally. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, this, this, certainly is in line with the scriptures, the fact that all of mankind must keep the Sabbath. We've got to stop complaining about God's word and just obey his words and stop complaining. Uh, Revelation 22, verse 14, blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have the right to enter the tree of life. You will not have the right to enter the tree of life if you don't do his commandments and then obey his commandments. And they enter in through the gates into the city. The kingdom of God is something that you enter into. You cannot enter the kingdom of God if you don't keep his commandments, ladies and gentlemen. That is plain and simple as that. And if you don't want to keep his commandments, then you will be tossed in the lake of fire. All right? And so I hope you, you – I spent a lot of time on this because, you know, I love you, God loves you, and we want to see you uh, make it. We want to see you make it into his kingdom. And most people will. For those who see the benefit of answering his call now, and you see the benefit of choosing to be his wife now, the fact that if you become his elect, you will be protected from the great tribulation that's supposed to come upon the earth, that will come upon the earth soon. I don't know what year, but 
I'll be surprised if the Great Tribulation did not start this century. And so uh, this is all about entering the kingdom of God. We got to enter the kingdom of God. We have to receive this message as a little child. Because if not, we will not enter the kingdom of God. And so, ladies and gentlemen, may Yah bless and keep you. And Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse.